if I were to live to 100, what would my life look like when I get to 100 years old? What do I want to be able to do? Do I still want to be able to walk? Because right now we're good at keeping people alive, but we're not good at keeping people well. What I mean by that is you can live to 90 years old, but you might be bed down for five of those years. You might have dementia, you might have complexity when it comes to your health, but that's not living at all. We're trying to change this where the financial industry does this really well, where they get you to invest in your retirement, your 401k. So that way, by the time you retire, you can say, oh, I have this money saved up to sustain my lifestyle. But why not do the same when it comes to your health and your well-being? Why not invest into your health 401k, your health S&P 500? So that way, when that time you get to 60 years old, you have all your financial stuff taken care of, but you also have your health and your physical ability that if you were to travel in Rome, you can walk. If you were to travel to Venice, you can go up and down those stairs, right? You can take all the taxi boats that you want. You can be with your grandkids. But these are something that we have to think about it right now. You are as healthy and as young as this moment right now than you'll ever be, right? I'm the youngest I'll ever be at this moment because tomorrow I'll be a day older. So what am I doing today that my future self will come back in time and thank me for? Hi guys, Dr. Natty here from Myokinetics. So today I want to talk about the different ways that we're trying to shift the medical model and how we want to actually inspire you guys to take care of your health and your well-being so actually you can live a long, healthy life and you get to actually choose what kind of life you want to live. Inspired by like Dr. Andrew Uberman and Dr. Peter Tia, which has been a big influence on my life of how I actually treated my body. So just to backtrack a little bit and why this is so important to me, four years ago, I actually lost my dad. Suddenly, he was only 58 years old and he actually died of a DVT. If you don't know what a DVT is, it's when you have a blood clot and it's from there. One of the blood clots actually lodged and got into my dad's lungs and then from there, it stopped him from breathing. And after 15 minutes or so, the ambulance got there a little bit late and he was pronounced dead and they actually have to take him to the hospital, revive him a bunch of time and sustain him until my sister and I got there so we can say our farewell, but then by that point, it was just too late. So the reason why it's so personal for me to help other people that could have been like my dad, that if they just had someone like me or someone in the medical field that actually care about how to create preventative measure, you know, maybe we could have sent his life just a little bit longer. So this is my passion of what we're trying to do here. So inspired by my event, and I get to pursue a lot of knowledge by surrounding myself with really good researcher, really good medical provider who try to change the medical landscape of what we have right now is the mission that we're trying to do in myokinetics. So right now what we have is they call it a medical model 2.0. So let's go back. Medical model 1.0 is the first way medical practice starts. So medical model 1.0 is actually the first time where doctors start sanitizing their hands and their equipment to treat patients. So I don't know if you know this, but back in the day, doctors used to just wear almost like uh, an apron that made out of leather. And back then, they would not sanitize their hands whatsoever in between patients. Matter of fact, the claim to flame of who is a really good doctor is how messy their aprons are. If they're covered with a lot of blood, that means that doctor has been busy throughout the day, and that means he's a good doctor. But fast forward, when people keep doing that, there were people who would just, you know, gave birth, and then the mom would start to die suddenly because there was so much contractual disease because the doctor weren't washing their hands. So there was this doctor that came in and started suggesting that like, hey guys, maybe we should start washing our hands in between session and not dissect cadavers. So that way our patient that's gonna contract all these disease. And guess what? The medical community shunned him and actually drove him insane until someone else came five to 10 years later to say, hey, this guy was right. So that's when they start changing the practice. That's why we all wear white coat, we wear gloves and wash our hands, right? So that's the medical model 1.0. And that's when they also invented penicillin, which saves a lot of lives. 
But now where we are right now is medical model 2.0, which is extremely really good at prolonging life. So we're really good at saving lives when it comes to like acute injury and chronic injury. What I mean by that is that if you get in a car accident, you go to the ER, they have all the resources to make sure your life is protected and that they will do the best in their care to make sure that you are staying alive. If you are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, if you have heart disease, they are going to prescribe you medication to make sure that you can live your life a little bit longer. Where this become a problem is that it's more of a reactive scenario, not a preventative scenario. It's almost like if there's a flood coming down, you're just like, okay, why don't I just start swimming with the flood? Use the door so I can just go with the flood so I can stay alive. Rather than actually build an arc to survive the flood. So it's not preventative, it's actually reactive. And it's almost like a sickness model. So my background in physical therapy, as you guys know in myokinetics, when people come into us, they usually already have surgery. They usually already have something that's going on that's so bad that we couldn't do anything about it. So we are reacting to their injury that they have until we can get them back to baseline and then we can teach them like, hey, here's what you need to do not to let this happen again. So based on what I went through with my dad, based on what I'm trying to do with my health going forward, because I want my life to actually be a good life, a long life, and a life that I have invested in that I can actually have a say in. Because I want to live to 100. I also want to be an active 100 years old. So this takes us to the medical model 3.0, which is a more preventative model. This is what we're trying to do. This is what the message we're trying to get out. That's why this video exists right now. So what I'm trying to look is that if you guys are coming in here, you're doing your rehab with us, especially with your back pain, your knee pain, your ACL, these are time that you're taking out of your day to let us help you get on your own. But why not use that time even farther and educate you on nutrition, on your, on your sleep? That's why we create a membership component into it, our Recovery Plus program that offer nutrition class, that offer flexibility class, that also offer wellness Q&A with me, that offer mindset Q&A. So these are things that I want you guys to start thinking about, like, hey, if I were to live to 100, what would my life look like when I get to 100 years old? What do I want to be able to do? Do I still want to be able to walk? Because right now we're good at keeping people alive, but we're not good at keeping people well. What I mean by that is you can live to 90 years old, but you might be bed bound for five of those years. You might have dementia, you might have complexity when it comes to your health, but that's not living at all. We're trying to change this where the financial industry does this really well, where they get you to invest in your retirement, your 401k, so that way by the time you retire, you can say, oh, I have this money saved up to sustain my lifestyle, but why not do the same when it comes to your health and your well-being? Why not invest into your health 401k, your health S&P 500, so that way when that time you get to 60 years old, you have all your financial stuff taken care of, but you also have your health and your physical ability that if you were to travel in Rome, you can walk. If you were to travel to Venice, you can go up and down those stairs, right? You can take all the taxi boats that you want. You can be with your grandkids. But these are something that we have to think about it right now. You are as healthy and as young as this moment right now than you'll ever be, right? I'm the youngest I'll ever be at this moment because tomorrow will be a day older. So what am I doing today that my future self will come back in time and thank me for? That's always my approach. So over here in MyConnects, we want to have those kind of conversations with you. That's why we ask you all the hard questions of how you're sleeping, what's your protein intake, what supplement are you taking, right? How's your mindset? So if you are working with us, please understand this is the path we're trying to pave. We want you to be a better version of yourself. So that way, when you're 85 years old, you have a say to say, I want to go to Disney World with my grandkids because I have the ability to and I can physically do it. So that's the medical model 3.0. So this is the mission we're after. And if you guys are interested in that, please let us know. We would love to have you as part of our Q&A so you can start investing in your health, not just in your retirement. Look at your health, your whole body as something that you need to care for because you only have one body and you only get one chance at it. So thank you so much for watching the video. If you guys have any questions, please reach out.